and it was the backside of Brandon Moore that knocked the ball. How does this keep happening? Let's make sure we play like the New York Jets and not some slap team. The Jets, that's not going to go that smooth. The same way I feel about your Jets making the playoffs or even being competitive in December, sir. About it, I am ready to get hurt again. And for a few factors here, so I think the Broncos will win this game. It's a similar. Score. I think we're gonna win this game on the defense and kind of like we did today. Um, it's gonna be a struggle. It's gonna be ugly, but I do think we squeak out a close game. I'm gonna say 14-10. Ooh, Brees is out. It's torn ACL. Um, AVT is gone. Uh, he has a uh, uh, tricep that's gonna require surgery, so he's done for the year. It's the most bittersweet that I've ever had for a victory Monday, honestly. It's it's like you save up all this money to buy this nice car and then you remember you don't have a license. It's like it's just it just feels weird because it's like I finally got what I wanted, but I just can't enjoy it right now. I'm trying to stay positive though. A lot of things to get to this episode. But let's first introduce first my co-host, Mr. Peter Fanatic. How are you doing, sir? I'm doing amazing. I'm doing amazing. Ready to talk some Jets football. And our special guest, Mr. Italy Jet himself. You can, he hosts the NYJ podcast, hosts the TFC Midwest podcast for those MLS soccer lovers. And you can find them on Twitter and IG at Italy underscore Jet. How are you doing, Italy? I'm doing, doing good. I'm ready to talk some football, ready to connect. And uh, I love what you guys do. I subscribed to your channel a while ago. And you guys are doing great stuff. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate you. Uh, appreciate, appreciate that. Now, before we get rolling on the, the current Jet stuff, which I, yeah. I, I'm really looking forward to talking, before we started recording, we did have a, a small conversation, and then I found out that you are not from the Northeast. You are from St. Louis. Yeah, St. Yes, Louis, sir. Missouri, was it? Yes, so sir. So I'm yes, really sir. intrigued as to how somebody from St. Louis, Missouri, becomes a Jets fan because, you know, when you hear, like, a displaced fan, it's either they moved from a certain area or it's mm. – they're a Cowboys fan, a Patriots fan, a Packers fan, a Steelers fan. Well, but for yeah. somebody to subject themselves to being a Jets fan from a distance by choice, I need to hear how this happened. Right. You, 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 could, you could technically be the epitome of a battered fan because you're not even from there and you're yeah. still turning them on. So he by all chose means, to be battered. I, right, I, I right. Gotta hear I'm, I'm dying to know. Well, this is kind of like the hot topic with me. Everyone always asks this, me this question, and I love telling it because my story is very interesting, and people people don't believe me sometimes. So it's really funny how this will go. So my dad is his name is John Pagano. He was he's from St. Louis as well, and he worked for the St. Louis Rams for twenty five to thirty years. Traveled with the team, went to London with them as well when they were there. He's been to every single stadium except all the new ones that came out in the last five years. But he worked with them, had a great reputation, great reputation with them, and that's when he brought me on to work for the St. Louis Rams. They're, they're like street team, you know, the flag guys are on the field and at the end of the end zone. I was one of those guys as well. And then I just did playoff games as well in the earlier seasons, not the whole season. I sucked the whole time. But it was still, it was still pretty fun. I worked for them for about 10 years. Then they moved. They moved. Stan Crockett, they moved back to L.A., and then I didn't have a job anymore. So then I worked for the St. Louis Blues for a year and a half. Same thing, street team, flag guy, stuff like that. And then I worked for the Buffalo Bills. The Buffalo Bills, I only did one away game on the field. And then the following year, me and my dad, we did the same thing. So me and my dad worked away games, just one of them, for two years. 
one each. And it was really fun. But the thing was, I'm a Jets fan. I've been an in-closet Jets fan since I was nine. Ooh, that's a in great way to do it. In-closet. Right. In-closet in uh -huh. Jets fan since I was nine because I was working for the Rams. I couldn't show my team spirit. So basically, Whoa. basically, I saw them play when Mark Sanchez was here, when they had LT, Jason Taylor, you know, the, the year with Rex Ryan when Rebus came mm. back and everything. I saw them up close with a flag guy. I'll never forget this. I was at the end of the end zone. And I'm seeing all my favorite players come out. I'm seeing my team come out. And I'm working for the Rams. I would literally miss some cues because I'm cheering for the Jets so hard I almost got fired. <laughs> <laughs> it was really, it was really, really fun. I really enjoyed my Rams experience, really enjoyed the sports experience. But the reason why I became a Jets fan, because my dad, when he every time I got an allowance, he would give me one of these. One of these McFarland figures. I don't know if you guys yeah. have ever seen these. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, no, I, I have still a few. collecting those. Yeah. Yeah. I have 150 to 175 McFarland figures. Jesus my Christ. dad gave them to me all the time. He got me all my favorite Jets players. And he even he even got me the Joe Namath when they won the Super Bowl, oh, too. That's so awesome. Oh, so it was really I got, cool. I got, got? I got this one right here. Oh, you got the big one. I like it. Yeah, without like the helmet it. on. I like it. I like it. So. So wait, so but how did they become your team? Like, how do you choose to to root for a right. bad team? So getting more into the story, when yeah. my dad would give me all these McFarland figures, <laughs> he only gave me Jets. He gave me Jets for like four or five months, and then all the video games that I played. You know, I had a PS2, yeah. you know, an Xbox One. I even had GameCube and stuff. You know, all the old retro, even Sega. I love Sega. Yeah. So it's one of those things where I would always choose the Jets. My favorite players were always on there. Joe Namath. Wayne Crabette, Lavernius Cole, Santana Moss. I mean, even Curtis Martin and even my, one of my boys, LT. So, like, all these favorite players were on the team. But when I was in high school and going into my 20s, they were good. So, I was like, okay, this is great. It's only been the last 11 years where they're like, you know, crap. Yeah, you know, for what, sure. But, was your dad a closet Jets fan as well? No. He keeps telling me every single day that he doesn't know where he went wrong. Being oh. any types of team, <laughs> all my teams, all my teams, and they're not St. Louis related at all. Oh, so it's man. really, really funny. But yeah, that that's how I became a Jets fan that's through awesome. McFarland figures, watching a bunch of tape on them, and all my favorite players were there at the right time with video games and McFarland figures. Fair enough. And and I mean, not not to get too far into the weeds because we want to talk Jets now. But is your What's dad up? still a Rams fan? So that's like kind of like a sore topic in our family because my brother-in-law is a Rams fan and my sister's a bandwagon Bills fan. And then my dad is cheering for like the Jets and Rams a little bit and also with the Bills a little bit. He just wants to make everybody happy. He's literally bipartisan as much as he can be. Exactly. My mom don't give a crap. So it's just <laughs> – it's, it's, it's really divided right now. But overall, he does like it when the Jets when the Jets win because he knows how much I love it. And I'm a – you know, content creator like you guys. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. yeah, I could see that. Okay, well, that's really yeah. cool, man. That's really cool. I, I feel for you that you chose. I mean, in a way, <laughs> I chose it also because I chose yes. it over the Giants. Well, yes. I mean, I had two options. You basically yeah. had a whole league. I don't know. I, I, I give it to league. you. I give it to you. <laughs> I give it to you. So, like you said, the last eleven years have been really rough, but yes, sir. it looks like things are finally on the uptick now. I'll ask you first, Italy. What did you think of Sunday's game? I know it was ugly, but it was still a dub. What did you What did you think of this game overall? Overall, I mean, 
a lot of people, content creators, you know, everyone in the Jets community, it was going to be it was going to be very ugly. I mean, the Broncos have a top five, a top seven elite defense in the entire league. They keep they keep um, you know the offenses at least sixteen points, maybe to seventeen points. They're very good against the pass. They're very good against the run. I mean, when you add Sertan Chubb and all the rest of those guys, I mean, it's very hard to stop them. It's just their offense is not clicking. Their offense sucks. Let's be honest. And Wilson yeah. is carrying his baggage from the Seahawks to the Broncos. And it's going to be interesting to help see what kind of trades are going to happen for them. But overall, we were in a we're, we were in a position that we needed to capitalize on the teams that suck right now. That's always been the Jets' hardest thing in against the Packers and against us. We did. It was ugly. It was not good, but we did. And that's that's all I ask. Well, and Manny, what did you, I know? You didn't get to watch the game because you were on your way to the to the Dolphins game. But I'm sure you watched the highlights. Maybe you watched the All 22. What did you think of this game? I know you thought that the Broncos might somehow eke out a win, but obviously the Jets ended up squeaking out that win. What did you think of the game? When I watched the All 22, I saw a lot of interesting things. The most interesting factor was that the reason I thought it was going to be a close game was because of your offense. Mm-hmm. And Zach Wilson's inabilities to be able to right. break this defense down, and then their offense with Russell Wilson because at the time we thought Russell Wilson might play. Mm-hmm. I said the only reason I give you the leverage of losing this game is because Russell Wilson is a veteran quarterback. Nobody trusting Brett Ripien or whatever his face is. I if I would have known that going into it, I probably would have picked it just to win, just with the score being the opposite way. Right. But dude, I, I watched that game and. And I told you last week, Danny, that if you guys sneak this win out, I'd go on the record and say I think you guys are going to be pretty good down the road, even competing for in the hunt spot come December, because what you want to see from your team is elite defense. And you guys mm-hmm. were very elite on the defensive side of the ball. You were bending a little bit. Jerry Judy caught 96 yards on you guys. Um, Sauce Gardner was following him a little bit. But for the most part, you shut that team down. Again, Brett Ripley is your quarterback. Sauce. Right, Brett Ripien threw the ball for 225 yards, but that was literally garbage time stats at the end of the game. He's trying to make something happen. But what I saw was a very good Jets defense literally keep pinning the Broncos into bad situations and giving you guys the ball back to take advantage and get the dub. I think that that um, age-old adage, good teams find a way to win, Yeah, I think that applies here. Uh, the offense was obviously obviously struggling. Zach yep. Wilson still hasn't found his his footing this season, but mm-hmm. we found a way to win. Yeah. Now, a lot of that obviously lies on Brees' Hall's shoulders, the way he scored that 60-something yard run. Like, without that, I don't know if we get in the end zone. So, obviously, right. that helped a lot. But we won. We figured a way to win. We're now 5-2. Mm-hmm. and two. Like you say, Manny, all the time. You are what your record says you are, and we're yep. five and two right now. Yep, we're literally exactly. tied with the Chiefs as the best record in the AFC right now. And I don't care what anybody says, nobody saw this. I personally thought that we would win eight to nine games this season, but I didn't right. think we would have a chance to go to six wins before the bye. I didn't Agreed. see that at all. And you're Agreed. on the cut, you're on the cusp right now from three games away of hitting the total of what you thought you were gonna hit. And there are some winnable games for your team left in this long season. Agreed. So well, the reason I thought that we would get nine wins is because I thought we would eat, figure out a way to win three to four before the bye. And yep. then the second half of the season gets really soft. And you know how as the season goes on, things change. Teams look better than they did. Teams look worse than they were supposed to. But that soft schedule still pretty, still basically looks soft. Yeah, Like Agreed. those teams that we thought were going to be soft haven't improved much. 
Right. So all we've done is just take care of the teams that we thought we might lose against, whether they're weak now or, or whatever. We took care of those teams. And then the second half of the schedule still looks kind of soft. So I, 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 if we find a way to not win nine games, I'll be thoroughly disappointed. Because at Me this too. point, all we need is four wins. We go four and six, and we still hit nine wins. So we need to find a way to get to at least nine. And that's, and that's at least nine. That's like a minimum. Because right. I feel like, and I, I know we're going to get into it later in the episode, but yep. this Patriots game is a must win. But again, we'll get into that later. Um, but okay, so moving on. So we win this game. Good teams find a way to win. Yep. But we're a good team because we have a good young core. Yep. But right. we lost two of our key cornerstones <laughs> in this offense. We lost what I believe is the best player on our team this year, Elijah Vera Tucker. Nobody, I mean, not that nobody talks about him, but when you talk about the best player on the team, not many people usually bring up the offensive lineman. But yep. to me, yep. he was the best player on the team up until now. And then Agreed. you use Brees Hall, literally the face of the team up until this point this year. He was going to probably win rookie of the year. He was going to be a pro bowler. And we lost both of them in a span of two quarters. Right. Where does that leave us now? I'll go to you first, Manny. Do you think that we're now in a, in a position in which we can't – like we were just talking about how we need to get to at least nine wins. Do you think these two losses to our team will jeopardize us as far as continuing to play the way we've been playing? Well, I already knew about the injuries while I made my last comment in the first topic that we talked about. And the reason I don't think it's going to affect you guys that much is because Michael Carter was a stud last season. Mm-hmm. Michael Carter now is going to have that lead role back, which he shouldn't have lost. I think he should have been the majority. But let's, let's be honest. I was also in the Brees Hall bandwagon saying, this guy is a stud. Like, mm-hmm. I- I'm waiting for that breakout game. Long behold, it sucks. The breakout game was against us. But, dude... <laughs> he's looked really nice. And I told you, I felt like texting you right away when I saw the man break on that Packers defense for that 60-plus yard run. Mm -hmm. I was like, damn, this kid is legit. But yeah, big loss on your offensive line because you're already dealing with a tic-tac-toe offensive line of plugging different players in every single week. So I think that might hurt you. But at the end of the day, your defense is still dominant. You haven't lost anybody. You still have sauce back there. Honestly, those games where you're like, damn, we could have used Brees Hall. You may lose one or two down the road. I don't think it's too much of a loss. What about you, Italy? I don't think this changes a damn thing because, honestly, everything everything that happens in football and injuries around the sports, you know, there's always going to be an injury. There's always going to be one of your biggest stars going down at least every year. Look at yeah. John Harbaugh with the Ravens. He lost all three of his running backs, and he brought in another three, and they were just fine. Yeah. So it's just one of those things where I've always been that type of guy, next man up. You gotta replace ABT now. Gotta replace Brees Hall. We did with, with James Robinson, yeah. and now I don't think he's done. Joe D. If you've seen him the last two years on what he could do with this team, the sky's the limit. You're freaking telling me that you got a six round pick to trade for James for James Robinson. I have, would have never thought that in a million years, and that was a Blake Cashman uh, pick with that yeah. trade. So it's one of those things where I. I've always been that guy, next man up, and we're not done the trading deadline. This doesn't change a thing. I still think we're on the right path. And if we can clear up the Elijah Moore thing, it maybe it's one of those things where the, it, the sky's the limit for this team. I said nine wins, just like you were talking about before. I, I even said ten wins at one point. But then when things kept going, I've always been back and forth with seven to eight to nine. Now I'm clear. I think it's definitely nine wins. we like got to capitalize on this Patriot game because – 
first off, there's always been bad blood with the Patriots and, and Jets. It's always been a, one of the biggest rivalries in sports. In we're not opinion. nailing it on the two-yard line. We're going for those 40 points. I don't know why the Bears were being nice. We're going I don't for get those it. 40 points. I don't get it either. But the thing is, when it comes to the, the Patriots, they do have a pretty good defense. But the thing about that defense didn't say anything a lot last night. I st- we can beat this team. I st- definitely. So – I get what you're saying with the uh, the next man up, and I be- and I believe the same thing. When we originally drafted Brees Hall, manual the test, I was upset, not because I didn't think Brees Hall was talented, but because right. I thought Michael Carter was good enough where we yeah. could have addressed another need. Yeah, like, we could address another need because we already right. have Michael Carter. Let's not waste a second round pick on a running back. Facts. Now, right. obviously, Brees Hall ended up being light years better than I thought he would be. I thought he would be good, not this good. So I'm glad we got him. But Me too. Going back, going back to what I originally thought, I still thought Michael Carter could be the featured back. I Me still too. think that. I, when I found out that both Brees Hall and um, Faratuck were both out, I said, please address the tackle before you address the running back because I okay. feel like that's a bigger need for us right now. Now, mm-hmm. I do think – I am happy that we got James Robinson. Yeah. I, I do think that he's going to be productive. I know he's coming off that Achilles injury. I mean, if, yeah. he, was, if he was where he was his rookie season – I'm oh, yeah. sure that the Jaguars wouldn't have given him up for a six-round pick. So, mm-hmm. obviously, it's a gamble. But one that I'm happy that Joe Douglas took. Right. Exactly. I am more worried about the offensive line. Amen. Because unless George Fant or Max Mitchell come back, mm-hmm. I don't know if we can fill this. Like, I know that the Broncos have a good defense. Yeah. But Zach Wilson was running for his life yet again this past yes, weekend. Yes, And it's starting to worry me that it's going to be to a point where – if he doesn't have any clean pockets, mm-hmm. I think for the rest of the season, we're going to be like, but can we really say that he's not good because he doesn't have these clean pockets? Do we know yeah. if he could be better if we had somebody protecting him? Now, one thing I will say about James Robinson is that one of the things that a lot of people talk about with him is that he's a great um, pass blocker. Yep. So he has that, that. That's a great thing to add to this team, obviously. But mm-hmm. that has me worried because I don't know if – we can no, you know what? I do think we can get past this offensive mm-hmm. line debacle. We've done it with the top five tackles already. Yep. Yes. But it, it does have me more worried than the Brees Hall injury. I now, couldn't agree more. I couldn't. I couldn't uh, agree more. And Italy. Now I wanted to ask you. What's up? Everything that we just said about the offensive line, everything. Yes. Zach Wilson has not looked good. I mean, let's just put it nope. the way it is. He hasn't looked good. Mm-hmm. Are you starting to worry about Zach Wilson? I have been a Jets fan since Be I was nine now. years old. I have been a Jets mm-hmm. fan since I was nine years old, and I've never been sold on any of their quarterbacks except Chester Verde, Pennington, Geno Smith, and Mark Sanchez. Ooh, I did not want. I did not want Sam Darnold, Hackenberg. I don't even know why. And then, and then, and then Zach Wilson. I wanted Lamar Jackson, Josh Allen, and then I also wanted. Um, oh, you wanted Josh want, Allen. Hold on, hold on. And, and then, and then, and then I also wanted um, instead of Zach Wilson, just Justin Fields. But uh. here, hold on, hold on. <laughs> uh. Here's the thing, though. Here's the thing, though, about that. I knew some stuff about Zach Wilson, but I didn't know completely because he's at BYU. I'm a University of Illinois fan and Alabama fan, so I can't like I'm not to spread it out. Yeah, so right. with Zach Wilson, I didn't really know too much. I knew he right. had an arm, but like. It's got to transfer to the NFL, and you're and you're into a New York market. Like, 
last decade, we haven't had a very successful um, QBs in the New York market. Fitzpatrick had a you know wonderful, wonderful season that one time, yeah. right? But overall, I like what I saw from Zach Wilson over the summer. But it's but can he put it on the field? And right now, even though he is scrambling, that's not his fault. But he's scrambling so much because the offensive line sucks. Right. But the thing about it is. He's, he's not even making the short passes anymore on the right or left side. He's slinging it down the field, and Cordes has to come back and for the throw. Like, it's one of those things where he's good at some moments, he's good at none of the moments. I want more consistency, more spread out, and I'm still waiting on Zach Wilson if he's the guy, in my personal opinion. I'm also starting to get worried. Now, I will say, to his credit, if it was Mike White, or Joe Flacco behind center the last couple of games, I think we lose. Not oh, because hey, not, not because Zach Wilson has been more productive than they would be, mm-hmm. but because his escapability in that pocket yes. is superior to a lot of the way he gets out of pressure mm-hmm. and he's throwing the ball away. He's not forcing it down the field now. Like I right. give him credit for avoiding turnovers because what you want when you have a good defense and a good running game, protect the fucking ball. Make yes. sure every drive ends in a kick, whether it be a kick, a field goal, an extra point, or a punt. Do not turn the ball over. And Zach Wilson has done that. So he has done at least that. But like you said, he is missing those easy passes. Mm-hmm. There's, been a, there's some that just have you pulling your hair out. So yeah. I am also worried about him in the long run. But I do want to see him play against a subpar defense. Because you also have to take into account that last week he played against, I think it was the third best pass defense in the league. The Amen. week before that, the Packers, it's literally the best pass defense in the league. Coming up against the Patriots, I know that they lost because of the run game against the Bears, but I want to see what Zach Wilson can do against them because they're not they're middle of the pack. So you right. should be able to perform against middle of the pack. I don't care how bad your offensive line is. He has to look somewhat competent. Without Brees Hall there, he has to carry us to a win. And that's yeah. how I'm thinking. What do you think about that, Manny? So in 2022, so far, he has 693 yards passing, one touchdown, two interceptions with a QBR of 48.6. When I look at those numbers, I think of Tim Tebow passing-wise. It's all no, no, no. But, but, but don't forget that he has three total touchdowns. He has a running touchdown and a receiving yes. touchdown. Listen, I'm not, about to, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not about to jump on your boy because you already don't know. Don't poo-poo, I'm a, my boy. I, I'm not because you already know. I've been, a, I've been a bigger fan of Zach Wilson at times than you have. You're and right. my mm-hmm. thing is – he was injured, right? I know people don't like using excuses. Oh, fuck! No, but he was. He, he was. was injured. You, you can't. He, you can't argue that. Right? He didn't. He didn't play in the preseason. <laughs> Even in the preseason, the man was trying to do everything he can to get yeah. yards, and ultimately, that's what cost him that injury. But mm-hmm. again, missed the first three games of the season, playing some top-notch defenses, like Danny said. I think it's too soon to start poo-pooing on this guy from any fan base. I'm not going to go as far as Gunny said. Gunny was like, "Oh, this guy's playing lights out." I don't know, Gunny. I don't know what games you've been watching. The man is not playing lights out. He's playing. Dude, he, dude. Let, let's relax a little bit. I do a show with him every thir- every Thursday. Yeah, and we uh-huh. we constantly go back and forth with him, so I totally get it. I will tell you this. <laughs> I will tell you this one stat, Danny, that you touched on. The one thing you 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 appreciate about Tua is he's not going to put up huge numbers, but what do you like about him? That he takes care of the ball, and that's technically what Zach Wilson is doing accurate. right now. Right. So that's technically what Zach Wilson is doing for you right now. But ultimately, again, I'm not worried because like, he doesn't have enough games under his belt to say this guy doesn't have it. I, I don't right. think you're, I don't think you guys are there yet. And then no. ultimately, you still have a great defense. You still have a yeah. solid running game. 
having those two factors on your team, you don't need him to win any games for you right now. So that opportunity hasn't come up for him yet. Yeah. Go ahead, Andy. Um, but overall, what I'm trying – and I agree with you, Finn. That's great, great analogy, and you're spot on with Zach Wilson. For me, I just, I just want – it's kind of like I want him – I want the offense to just release him. You know, just yeah. release him. He has so much ability to run. This LaFleur offense is perfect for scrambling and, and everything else. I want to see Zach Wilson. You want more like an RPO? Last... You want more like an RPO offense for him? Is that kind of what you're saying? Yes, sir. Because the last six games last year, mm-hmm. he did all kinds of things. Like he, did, I didn't even think Zach Wilson could do that. That's the type of guy I want back. Because if he, could, I feel like you know, you know, knee injuries suck. You know, you come back from sure. an injury. That, sure. that sucks. Like, you still got to get that rhythm back. But I still think that it's not yet to call for his head. I know everyone was calling for Ulbrich's head. But for me, if he I can stay – I was calling stay... for Ulbrich's head. He was. Oh, yeah, me he too. I, I get you. Okay. I get you. Okay, okay. Right. I get you. But, but I had to eat that receipt because he's been doing well. He's been doing yes, well yes, with yes, it. Yes, yes, But for But for Zach Wilson, if he can just spread out a little bit more, get, get people the more, the more ball, and actually make good decisions when he's scrambling like he did the last six games last year, then I think – He'll be just fine. He has not played lights out. He's just getting back. And people love him. People want to play for him. You can't ask that enough. So I hope, knock on wood, that he just continues to grow. That's okay. all. My – Zach Wilson is um, – he's going to have to perform well this Sunday because okay. people are already calling for his job, right? People are already getting – they're already, they're already throwing the white towel. Mm-hmm. And the only reason I say that he has to perform this week is because waiting for him after this week is the Bills. Is this real quick before you finish that point? Is this the majority of what you're saying, Jets fan, or is this what you hear all around the Twitter world? No, I, I, th- I think Jets fans both. are being a lot it's more. Both for me. Yes, okay. it's both yes. for me. The Jet, there's are a lot of Jets fans that are getting tired of it, but I okay. do see a lot of Jets fans that are still like, let's be patient. Right yes. now, outside of Jets fandom, everybody's killing him. Right, Got it. everybody's oh, yeah. talking shit to Jets fans, and I think that's why the defense mechanism is to defend him because you're right. attacking one of us. F right. you, worry about Tua, don't worry about us. You know, right. so <laughs> yeah. so I think that's what happened now. But like what I was gonna say, he needs this Patriots game, and he needs it badly. Because this is a middle-of-the-pack defense, and you have the Bills waiting for you the week after. Mm-hmm. So if you've per- performed the way you have the last two weeks against top defenses, right, it's, it's his fault, and at the same time, maybe not completely his fault. Right. And you don't, act, you don't show that you belong against the Patriots, you're not going to show that you belong against the Bills. Like, that isn't going to be your coming-out party. At least I don't think <laughs> it, if, if it is. That's amazing. No, that's a fair but game. I highly, yeah, that, I highly doubt that that's the coming-out party. So you're going to have these last two games. You're going to have the Patriots. If he shits the bed against the Patriots, he has the Bills. I can't imagine he's going to go much better then. And then you have the bye week afterwards. That's going to be a long two weeks of that bye week with four weeks in a row where he's not playing up to par. So mm-hmm. I think that that's a tough sell. And then you have to go into New England after the bye week. So I, this, this is a must. Let me not say must win. He needs to perform at a high level this game. He needs to show that he has it. Not that he's mm-hmm. the best, but that he has it. He can't, yes. he can't go 8 for 20 with 103 <clears throat> yards. Like He can't do that again. 
Like, he has right. to put up yards. He has to put up reception. He has to spread the ball out. He has to run for first downs. He has to do a little bit of everything because yep. everybody has to step up now that Brees Hall isn't there. Agreed, 100%. Because when, you are, when you're coming back home, okay, you're coming back home against a very, like, rowdy Jets fan base that wants to win so bad against the Patriots and so bad the whole entire year. This is you have an opportunity now, now that they're struggling too, to pounce and capitalize on. You're going to get Elijah Moore back. We just need to see what he's made of after coming off, you know, whatever he's got going on last week. Zach Wilson, not only do they need to release him and, and tell him, you know, okay, we were, we were cautious. They're doing the caution game. Yeah. Now that he's doing all this other stuff, scrambling a lot, missed throws, and I understand he might get hurt like with those kind of things. And it's scary for a Jets fan because we don't want to go back to black or white, but right now they need to release him. They need to just let him go. And hopefully because that Brees Hall absence and the AVT absence, it'll get the job done. I, I like that you brought that up, especially with saying that Elijah Moore will be back. I, I know what Danny's two cents and I'm, and I'm, and I'm dying to hear somebody else's two cents. Cause I've heard from Gunny what, how he felt about the situation. Yeah. Gunny, Gunny is hardcore about it. Yeah. It's funny. When, when Elijah Moore, that initial tweet came out by um, Ian Rappaport that he wanted out. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. I ha- this is a two part question for you. First, what was your initial thought of what you thought about this guy wanting out already only into his right. second season. And the second part is his major gripe with the Jets organization is that you're not using him right. So being that he is going to be back, do you think they're going to start using him right all of a sudden? First off, I saw it coming with this whole Elijah Moore thing. Everything that's coming out, I was not surprised whatsoever. Really? If you look, okay. at, the, if you look at the OTAs, if you look at training camp, if you look at all the take flight and all the other behind-the-scenes stuff, you can tell he was just not there. Like his – attitude changed so much from last year to this year there's so many people in his ears like you got aj brown and and and, and not only that it's like his friends are dk metcalf Debo samuel they're all represented by the same agent so it's one of those things where this doesn't surprise me at all with the attitude switch because i understand he wants to do for his family and everything that's fine but his attitude just kept changing and changing. Sure. And that Packers game and Steelers game really set him off. Do I think it's bullshit? Yes, I think it is BS. But overall, are we – that answer your first question. Yep. The second question, are we using him right? I'm, a, I'm 50-50 about it. Okay. Because I think he, he needs to be a little bit more patient because he's 23 years old. For sure. We have a lot of weapons. We haven't had much weapons like this in a very long time. And I still think you just need to be more patient. Now, are we using him correctly? Yes and no. Because if you, he needs to be in the slot. He needs to be in the slot. That's what he was at Ole Miss. Ole Miss, DK on the left. You got A.J. Brown on the right. He was in the slot. If you can use him more in the slot, but they've been using Barrios and Wilson in the slot a lot more right. than, than more. So it's one of those things where if you can move him to a slot, make him happy with some passes, and get him going. I mean, if Mahomes – Mahomes is a crappy – well, one of them, I think, crappy wide receivers, but he makes it work. Yeah. He still gets it in the into their hands. So it's one of those things where if Zach Wilson can't do that, I totally get that he wants to go to another team. But at the same time, this dude's 23. He needs to be patient. Yeah. He needs to be patient. His time is coming. And we are winning. If we were losing, then I would understand. But we're winning. So Fair it's point. Like, it's like, what, what, what the hell, dude? 
What the hell? So yeah. Daniel. No, but I, I I understand why he's he's frustrated. Look, winning yes. or not, you're frustrated if you feel like they're misusing you. Yes. Like if if Allen Iverson's forced to play power forward, but they're winning, he's like, but damn, I don't want to bang with these big bodies because it makes absolutely no sense. Yeah. You have Elijah Moore running down the sideline, going for yeah. jump balls in the end zone over six-foot cornerbacks. It makes absolutely right. no sense. He needs to be in the slot. So I understand why he's frustrated. Do I think him asking for a trade made absolutely any sense? No. You just named no. all his boys. You may name yes. DK Metcalf, A.J. Brown, they, yes. Debo Samuels. They all asked for contracts, but they exactly. all asked for contracts after they had proven – that they earn these contracts. He hasn't proven anything yet. So I don't he, understand. He doesn't he look comfortable. To, he doesn't. He hasn't spoken to, an, to his agent. Because I refuse to believe that a professional agent would have suggested, yes, go ahead and ask for a trade. It's the dumbest <laughs> thing I've ever heard in my life. He's half-assed He's half-assed so the whole time. For sure. But I, I do think they could use him better. The, the jet sweeps that they keep running with Braxton Berrios, you could run that with Elijah Moore. Like you could do it. I, I'm not saying that you have to. Braxton Bears is doing great with it, but Elijah Moore can be used in other creative ways. Screen passes. There's plenty of things you can use with him, but they keep putting him out on, on the outside and they and they're running go routes with him. It makes absolutely no sense to me. Well, that's my point. That's my point to both of you is if you've seen this so far, what are you five and two right now? Yeah. You're you're about to be eight games into the season. Why do you why do you believe it's going to change now when they against the Patriots? Why do you think he's going to go into the slot? Do you think all of a sudden, all right, oh shit, we're stupid. We've been doing it wrong for seven weeks. Now we're going to do it right week eight. Okay, so I don't. That's what I wish that they would do. Right? Are are, are they going to do it? Yeah. Who knows if they're going to do it? But that's what needs to happen to make not only he can develop into the player that I know that they want him to be because he's he's a first round pick talent. If he goes to another team, he probably is going to flourish and be really good. Like Mahomes, Mahomes, Allen. Aaron Rodgers, yeah. Exactly. If you put him in that type of position, he will be a number one. But the thing about that is with the Jets is he's got a lot of competition, and I get that. But at the same time, more – if he goes to the he's slot. better than he's better than Wilson and he's better than Burials. He should be dominating that slot position. As far uh, as Wilson, no, wait, wait, Wilson, I, don't I don't know, know, I don't know about, about Wilson. Uh, listen, listen, from the slot position, I think he'd be a better fit at the slot position than either of those guys. Is my point? I, yes, I agree with you on that. Not I outside receivers as a slot position. That speed, yes. Danny, you compared him to having a Tyreek Hill type speed. If he has, I didn't say speed. Time, Nobody has Tyreek Hill speed. Oh, I said well, he is a poor man's Tyreek Hill. I look. Italy, just so you know, so we can kind of frame what he's saying. So I don't like yeah. an idiot. Yeah, yeah. When when Tyreek Hill was for those like three hours that he was available, I told Manny, yeah. I do not want Tyreek Hill on the Jets. I did I not have want Elijah. Him. I have Elijah Moore. Yes, I know he is nowhere near Tyreek Hill's skill level, but he Correct. gives me the same type of player. And that's Speedy my point. guy that plays on the inside. So yes, he doesn't have Tyreek Hill's speed. He doesn't right. have Tyreek Hill's play. Uh, but he's quick. Ability. He's quick. He's quick. He can get yes. behind the defense, and he's better than Barrios. Playmaker. My point. Yes. Barrios stealing those. Barrios. Yes. Barrios stealing those slot wide receiver, the minimal plays that are coming in from um, Elijah Moore. I'd be pissed off too. Braxton Barrios should not be stealing my snaps at slot wide receiver. That's just my point to that one. Corey uh, Davis went down. I don't know if Corey Davis is going to be playing this week, but yeah. if he isn't, yeah, Wilson's going to be playing a lot more on the outside. Not okay. like Corey yeah. Davis is out. And Elijah Moore is going to slide into that slot. One way or another, he's going to be in that slot. I feel pretty confident okay. that if he comes back, how much you want to bet? 
that the first play of the game is a slant route to Elijah Moore. <laughs> no, I'll wanna, take that bet. You want to put I'll it on now? You want to put it on now? No, oh, I'm wait. poor. I can't bet. I can't yeah, bet. Yeah, no, but. I can't bet. But no, but I, I was about to say the same thing because I just hate how all the timing, it was too good. It was just too good. The Jets fans, us, it was just too good. I knew something was going to go wrong. I'm surprised so, well, Fant didn't complain. Okay, I'm surprised Fant didn't complain because of all the flip flopping he's been doing with offensive right. line, and then Qu- and then and then Quinn and Williams though with that um, scuff up with um, Olbrook. I'm surprised he yeah. hasn't done anything. But it's because they have these guys have been around for a little bit and they yep. know when to take their shot. He Elijah Moore has a lot of bad intel going in his ears and he's 23 years old. So it's one of those things where I get it, but dude, you got to learn from that man. You can't look like a fool. For sure. Uh, but I'm, I'm glad you brought that up because we just said that – do we think that Elijah Moore, what he just did would really change the way they use him? And to that point, what you just said about Quinn and Williams, when he had that dust up in the, on the oh, sideline, right. it was yeah. because he said that they, were, that they were blitzing too much, that they should just yeah. let the four-man rush. Since yeah. that game, we yeah. blitzed the least of any team in the league. So they yeah. made the change. Yes, and it's they did. Work. So maybe – Maybe Elijah Moore does get what he wants. Maybe he does get put in the slot. Maybe they change the way they use him. Maybe they get a little more creative. We don't know. Maybe this works out kind of like the Quinn and Williams thing. Did. I, I don't I, I don't think he gets traded before the trade deadline. That's for sure. No, he ain't going to get traded. If they do, it would have to be something juicy. Because Joe D ain't going to trade him unless it's like a first-round pick or something. You guys have a hell of a GM. I, I, I don't see how you guys trade Elijah Moore either. Yeah. I mean, yeah. look what Mims. Mims crushed the trade. He's not gone. That's his right. boy. Right. I feel, kind of, I feel kind of bad for Mims, honestly, but yeah. Oh, I do too. But the thing is, I mean, he had, I mean, he wasn't really that great in the beginning, and then he got his food poisoning. It's just a lot of things happened. Danny, talking about something that Joe Douglas is great at is putting a team together so far. And one thing he's done great is putting this defense together. Sauce mm-hmm. Gardner had another awesome game. Ten oh. total tackles, nine sold by himself. Keep DJ talking. Reed, CJ Mosley, Quincy Williams. Mm-hmm. Quillen Williams mm-hmm. being disrupted down that middle. My God, like I said, if you're going to win games, you go with the old adage, defense wins championships. Amen. You guys are playing some pretty good freaking football on that defensive side of the ball. Yes, we are. It's been a few weeks now that I've been saying that we're going to use the formula that they used in 09. And I feel like every passing week, it holds more and more true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It was, it's all defense and running game. Special teams also. Our special teams has been kicking ass this year. Amen. We've been doing so and 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 Greg the leg man, I killed him after week one. He did. Since then, I've been I in the also. Like so there you go. I, he he killed him week one, and he was killing Robert Sala as well week one. Just throwing that out there, sir. Well, our defense looked like ass week one. So our special teams has been great. Our defense has been great. Our great. running game has been great. Yep. The only thing missing is the passing Quarterback game, right? Play. Exactly. And in the tight ends. In tight end usage. Yes. For sure. Yes. Tyler Conklin, Tyler Conklin, I felt like he started off the season really good. It was one of Danny's sleepers as far as fantasy goes. He goes, I think Tyler Conklin's going to get a lot of balls thrown his way because he's the better catching tight end. He's he's gone off the he's last two weeks. Has, hasn't done anything. Right. The last two weeks, Tyler Conklin is a little bit less used, but I think that's more because of what the defense was bringing. But ultimately, Tyler Conklin's looked good this season as well. Good blocker, though. Zama's yeah. a good blocker. Yes. yes. Well, I, I always figured that he'd be the blocking tight end. Yeah. Uh, in 09, we were protecting Mark Sanchez, right? Just True. don't turn the ball over. Make plays when you have to. 
And I think, unfortunately, because of the last two weeks, it's recency bias, right? We forget yeah. that Mark, uh, not Mark Sanchez, that Zach Wilson can make some plays, right? He right. made some great passes that Steelers game to win the game, right? He's he's made good plays. Obviously, the last two games have been horrible. I hope that he comes back on Sunday and, and shows what he can do again. What you just need him to do, the Mark Sanchez. That's it. Do the Mark Take Sanchez, the protect the ball, and then third and six, convert a, a quick pass to first down. Run for a first down like he did this past week, and he ran for like 19 mm-hmm. yards. Mm-hmm. Those are the small things that we need him to do so you could just rely on the defense and the running game to win the games. Now that Brees Hall is not here, I don't know how effective our running game is. I'd like to think that it still will be as effective because of Michael Carter and James Robinson. But but that I don't know. And Bam Knight. And Bam Knight. You know what? I thought that Bam Knight was going to be the guy that – because James Robinson – He's coming off of an Achilles injury. Like, I, I don't know how effective he's going to be. Like, I know that his rookie season, he broke the record for most scrimmage yards by an undrafted rookie ever. Yeah. So I know that he has it in him. But after an Achilles injury, and he literally tore his Achilles less than a year ago. It's not like it's yeah. been more than a year. It was like week 16 against us that he did. So I don't know if that's enough time for him to, to, to be as productive as we're hoping he's going to be. Again, it was a gamble worth taking. Uh, right. but I don't know how this running game is going to look. What do you think, Eli? Do you think the running game is going to be what it's been with Brees Hall now that he's gone? I think we're – I think we're. well, first off, Michael Carter, everyone everyone knows always like, oh, Bruce is so much better. Michael Carter ain't, ain't nothing. And I'm right. like, no. No. Michael Carter did just fine his rookie year. Yes, he, he did. did everything we wanted him to do and what we brought him in here for. Yep. It's just – Here's the thing with Michael Carter. He does better with the two running back set. That's what he did with, with, um, with Williams, with the Hi, Broncos. Uh, in the, yeah, yeah. Where they, they went to North Carolina, right? Was it yes? Duke? North Carolina. No, no, North Carolina. They, North Carolina. Yeah. Okay. Carter and Williams were some of the best running backs in college because of their duo. They were really mm-hmm. good. So it's Carter does better in a two man set, and I think he's going to be that number one like he was. And then James Robinson, he is coming off an injury, but I really do think he's going to fit in really well. Don't give Ty Johnson anything. I don't want him in there. If, if anything happens, put Bam Knight in there. Bam Knight should have been already on the team in the first place. Well, so he's active now. It, he is active now. Is this going to change anything, though? I think they're going to I think they're gonna go both ways. I think they're going to throw it, and they're going to run it a, a lot. I think they're going to do both, I hope. But I think that they should. I think before we move on to the to obviously start looking at the Patriots, Danny, one of the points you made was we just need Zach Wilson to convert that third and six. I personally believe that with Michael Carter, with James Robinson, with the play calling they've done up till now, I think you guys are going to get into a lot of third and manageable positions where he just has to hit that quick pass. Like you said, Elijah Moore in the slot, catching that quick ball, Braxton Barrios in the slot, catching a quick ball. I think it looks bad from the outside looking in, losing Brees Hall. We all get that. I don't think it's going to be that much of a drop-off having Michael, Car- Michael Carter as your lead back. I, I think that they're not going to rely on the running game as heavily as they did the last couple games. And I think Zach's going to get a lot more opportunities to throw the ball now. Which is what you guys I think it'll be anyway. a lot more balanced. Yeah, exactly. Because it, it, it got to a point where it wasn't very balanced. I felt like we were just we were just being productive on the run only. And I think the, Zach's going to get a lot more opportunities. So we'll, we'll see how that so. goes. I hope so. Yeah. So now to the fun part. We, it's Patriots Week. The last two, more than two decades, have been utter domination. 
Yep. So yeah. I wanted to see how bad the domination was. So I went mm-hmm. back and I looked. Since Tom Brady took over for Drew Bledsoe that one faithful Saturday, no, Saturday Sunday, that in was September like two thousand one. Yeah, thank you, Mo Lewis. Yes, I know. Yep. Love Mo Lewis. Yeah. Uh, since that game, we've played the Patriots forty three times. Mm-hmm. Now, I'd like you guys. Okay. Each just take a guess if you don't know the answer already. Okay. How many times have we lost to the Patriots in the last 43 games? How many times Man, you've lost? You how many first. times you've won? Yes. How many times have we lost? Out of 42 games? games? 43. 43. Games. I'm going to say out of 43 games, you lost 20 of them. Okay. What about you, Italy? Italy that's, what do you exactly, think? that's actually exactly what I was going to say. Okay. So, so there you go. out of the last 43 games, you thought we lost 20 of them. Yeah. Out of the last 43 times that we've played the New England Patriots with Bill Belichick, we mm-hmm. have lost 35 of those 43 games. Jesus Christ. They have utterly dominated the New York Jets. And that's going to make it all the sweeter when we finally get some payback this Sunday Uh-oh. Uh-oh. and finally pow-pow their ass. We haven't beat them since 2015. The last time that we beat them without having to go to overtime was in 2010. Yep. They have completely demolished us. But tis a new day, Manny. I would like to know, how are you feeling about this game for the Jets this weekend against the Patriots? Coming into before I watched that putrid Monday night football game and saw the debacle. That, listen, how much crap were we talking about the Chicago Bears on yesterday's show? Yes, a lot. Tons, a lot. Tons. We're like. Nobody respects the Bears. Nobody should respect the Bears. Then I, saw the, then I saw what the Bears did to the Patriots. We're both in the same division. So, granted, I thought it was the sweetest thing in the world watching because now you've, they've given us sole possession of third place right now. So, <laughs> I, don't, I don't think there's a, a window that I've ever enjoyed as much as this Bill Belichick losing since losing Tom Brady because it's so sweet to watch a team that dominated us just the same over and over again for so many years to see them not be the whole Patriot way. So when I was watching that game, I was like, wow, I thought better of this defense. I, uh, I've i never been a fan of Mac Jones. Italy, I don't know if you've been a fan of Mac Jones, but I never, I never believed in the hype. I think they were taking care of him. Bill Belichick was taking care of him with the way he was play calling, with the way the defense was playing last year. I think that's why he looked good. Um, ultimately, Danny, I, I, I'm kind of – Trying to agree with you here. I, I think that you guys are going to give them the schmackings this upcoming Sunday. I like it. I like it. What about you, Italy? I'm a huge fan of Mac Jones because of the Alabama. I don't, because the Alabama is Alabama. Oh, Alabama. Are you like two also, don't you? Alabama. Wait, uh, I do, but here's the thing. I, okay. I, I, think, I think he is I, – I, I think he got screwed over too much with Miami – in the way they've been using him and playing him Fair with, enough. With, the, with, with the injury stuff. Fair I enough. Still think, I, I just don't think he's like the best. I don't think he's like up there yet. I think his potential. But let, let me touch on it because you brought it up and then I'll let you get back to the Patriots. Do yeah. you think Tua, as great as he looked, and granted, yeah. listen, I didn't want him. When the fuck him. has he looked great? Can you fuck relax? Out of here. Can you relax? Can you relax? <laughs> let me finish my statement here. When Tua looked great, he was at, a, at, at Alabama with. First round defense, first round running backs, first round wide receivers. 
Like exactly. the guy was literally with Smith. talent around him. So how can you not look great? So my point is to people is, well, you got to draft to look how amazing. How could he not look amazing? Look at the powerhouse he was playing for. Mm-hmm. But ultimately, when the Dolphins drafted him, listen, I'd rather die with whoever's on my team. Maybe except, maybe except Ted Ginn Jr. That's a whole other story for another day. Oh, yeah. But, sir, do you honestly think that Tua is better than Mac Jones, or do you feel that Mac Jones is better than Tua before you touch on the on the Patriots? I'm going to do, do a 180. Okay. I think Hurts is better than both of them. Oh. I'm a huge Hurts fan. Huge okay. Tua two is a close second. Mac Jones is, is a third. Tua had the right tools and he can run, and he had all kinds of people around him at Alabama, yeah. including Jalen Hurts. I just think they just kind of screwed him over just a little bit, yeah. and and that's why I went to Oklahoma. But I knew Hurts was going to be a good quarterback in the NFL mm-hmm. when you put him around people like Devontae Smith, the Alabama connection, yeah. like and just like Waddle with Tua. It's even paying off with Burrow and, um, and Chase, and then yes. even Lawrence, L- L- Lawrence with NTN. Solid you know, points. Your, your, your boys – help lift you up when you've had like four or five years history with them. Tua just can't really throw the ball that well, in my opinion. He just he runs well, and he does a lot of good short passes. But once he's on a good team, he can shine. Does he do it all the time? No. Well, no. he hasn't – in all fairness, but, he, hasn't had a good, he hasn't had a good team in Miami yet. Just exactly. throwing that out there. Exactly, and I do understand that. But overall – He's not really proven to me that he's that, that he's up there yet. All right, fair enough. No more dolphin talk. But go, you have to feel Thank God. After, <laughs> after watching the debacle oh, that happened God. on Monday Night Football with the Patriots facing the Chicago Bears, what's your outlook coming into Sunday regarding this Patriots team? I was only worried. I'm gonna go a little bit back. I was only worried with the Packers defense, and I was only worried with the Broncos defense. Okay. It's the same. It's the same thing again. I'm worried about the Patriots defense. Only their only their front line, and maybe a little bit of their linebackers. But I don't. I think we can blow past their safety and blow past the corners. But that's the only thing I'm worried about. Their offense. Okay. Yeah. There's like really nothing. Y'all. Who you have? Myers. Myers, and then Henry's always injury prone, and you don't know if, if uh, Smith, John Smith. 81 is going to come alive. If Zappy's in the game, I mean, that does spark a little bit for them. But because Jones is just from that injury, man, he's just declining so much. There is a quarterback controversy in there. But overall, no, we are going to beat the living crap out of them. I want to beat the living crap out of them. I have been in St. Louis for so long, and I have Patriots fans around me, Cowboys, Chiefs, Bears. This is the year. That we kick their asses. I and I believe it. I really believe that we will. But is it gonna happen? We'll have to find out. The only thing that sucks <laughs> is MetLife. We don't do really well at MetLife. So I, I'm so far this season. So I just hope that we come back home, rejuvenated more, rejuvenated Wilson, and kick the winning crap out of them. Can I go can I go ahead and jump on the prediction right now? Because I it, go he, he got he got me hyped. Here's what I think. <laughs> And we talked about we talked with Fireman Ed a couple of weeks ago, Danny, and he said, "No, forget the whole same old Jets." I think no, doing, what, I think what worked in 09, relying on that strong defense, relying on your running game, I think that's what's going to give this New England Patriots the fits because the Bears do have a solid defense, and they showed yesterday they have a great running game. Apparently, yeah. the Patriots have an issue with that. 
So I do see Michael Carter having a really good game against the New England Patriots. I do see Zach Wilson taking care of the ball. Is he going to have a lights-out game? I don't think he's ready to have a lights-out game. But you know what I do see? I see your defense dominating the shit out of Zappi and Mac Jones, regardless of which one plays. I see Sauce Gardner having another pick. I see Quentin Williams getting to the quarterback a lot. Dude, I'm going to give you guys 24, and you beat the Patriots with 10 points. Yo, that was mine. 25-10. Yes, that was mine. I'm with you. I'm with you. Well, I'm, I'm glad to hear the confidence. Now, before we, we, we keep going with I'm the confidence. The I'm confidence that I, by the way, the confidence that I have is in your defense because you can say what you want. Anybody outside of the circle could say what they want about your offense, but the defense right. has played legit every single game. You guys, outside that Browns game where I don't know what the hell was going on there, your defense has played great ball. Sauce is looking good every single game into the NFL. That's Thank you, Houston. Thank you, Houston. That's where the yes. hype is, yes. is coming I, from I, for me. I couldn't believe that they because supposedly Stingley is a better zone defender. It, it was re- thank you, Houston. Like no. you said, that's it. That's right. all that matters. So no. what I was gonna say is the Patriots after yesterday, everybody's like, oh my god, the Bears kicked their ass. We should be able to to put up a bunch of points on them. Let's not forget that the Lions offensively were looking hot, and then they the are. Patriots came, and the Patriots came and they put up a zero. Like yep. they shut them out. Yeah. How that happened, I have absolutely no idea. But the Lions were looking like one of the best offenses in the league and got completely shut out by Bill Belichick. For sure. So because Bill Belichick is unfortunately still walking with that goddamn hoodie on that sideline, I yep. still don't feel confident in our offense. But okay. alas, neither do I. But I do, feel, defense, I do feel confident about your defense and your exactly. running game. Exactly. Our defense, I have absolutely no doubt that our For defense sure. can stop whatever the hell they're throwing out there. I am 100% sure that if Mac Jones starts the game, he won't finish the game. Not because of injury, which is also a possibility, but because Zippy, Zappy, Zoopy, whatever his name is, he was going to come in at some point to replace Mac Jones, and I I think that we're going to shut him out also. I have no doubt that our defense is going to – and before I I give you my prediction, coming into this season, there were two games that you almost knew for sure that the Jets were going to lose. The Patriots game – and any game that we were supposed to win, right? <laughs> That's how it went. Like, if there was a game where we're like, oh, you know, you're playing against the – what were the, the the Bengals at the time? They were like 0-11, and, and then we yeah, went and we played against them, and we were their first win. So any game that the Jets are supposed to win or the Patriots game are guaranteed losses for us. And this year, somehow, we ended up with both those situations on the same Sunday. Yeah, We're supposed yeah. to beat the Patriots, and we're playing against the Patriots. And this is the Sunday that you prove that you're not the same old Jets. We're like going to put those yes. two things to rest. We're yes. going to put those two things to rest this Sunday. I think that we win. I think we put up 27 points. I think we keep them to 10 points. And I think it's going to be a 17-point win. If Miami can do it against Buffalo and Patriots can go down like they've been going down, why not the Jets? This is our year to just figure it out down the road, keep growing that chemistry, and – and be with them all, every step, every step of the way, because we're such a good fourth quarter team. Yes, we are. We are. We have the the highest uh, point differential in the fourth quarter. You had me into the Dolphins analogy, though. You you, you lost me. <laughs> I understand. But hey, this, hey, this, it was, hey, Dolphins did beat the Bills. Like, I mean, let's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It always comes down to zero, zero, zero every time. Any given Sunday, it doesn't matter. With the flag, with the penalty, with an injury, changes the game. 
all the time. I'll tell you this, Danny, and, and, and I already know that Italy's going to go Jets 25-10. We'll get his thoughts on what he thinks is going to happen. But I know we're jumping ahead, but just a quick bite on that. The defense sure. is what beat the Buffalo Bills. Bending, 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 and eventually not letting them into the end zone. It, again, we're not picking that game yet. We'll talk about it next week. But the way your defense is playing, I don't see why not. I'm just saying. But Italy, go ahead and Agreed. hit me with it, man. What do you think about uh, – obviously, you said 25-10 for this upcoming week. What yes. else do you see happening this game? Honestly, I think Sauce – I think I think, I think they're just going to be – they're just, they're just. I mean, they're all sick and tired of of people calling them out. They're sick and tired of like saying same old Jets. I think this is going to be a spark. I really do. I feel it. I, I, I've always said that we were going to win like some games and then not win some games. But right now, looking at the schedule, this this is a game you should beat. This is a game on paper that you should beat. Yeah. We couldn't say that about the Jets a long time ago. We couldn't say that about them. If you want to be a good team. You got to capitalize on on the teams to beat that you should beat, and this is a game that you should beat. Sauce Gardner, I want an interception again. I want the whole stadium to go crazy when that happens, and I want Wilson to get that touchdown. I want, but you know what's going to be interesting is the fourth quarter going last to five minutes. I think Carter is going to run it in for a touchdown. Last five minutes of the game, Carter's going to get us to that twenty-five. I like you. I like it. Uh, Elijah Moore is going to run a hitch route inside the five-yard line. He's going to catch a touchdown this year. I can see that, too. I can <laughs> I'm see telling that too. you. Well, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is this is the game to get it right. This is the drama-free game. Let's hope. I mean, I get that. The final point before you lead us out, Danny, the whole not playing well at MetLife Stadium, I think the fact that you guys are bringing home a 5-2 and two record, that Jets help. fan base is going to be – Oh, it's already sold out. Nice. The level. Fireman Ed will be cheering up. Sold out. Everybody. We're wearing all black, and to the point that we're wearing all black. If we were to lose on Sunday, I promise you, we will be wearing white tops <laughs> and black pants the, the rest of the season. <laughs> if we lose on Sunday, I guarantee it. <laughs> we are undefeated with that with that outfit. So the first game we get away from it, if we lose, we're sticking with it for the rest of the year. I like it. All right. Well. Thank you again, Italy Jet, for joining us. You, when is it that you you stream your podcast? So you could some of the people listening that haven't watched you yet. So me and Liam do shows Monday, Wednesday, and Friday on everything MYJ. We do TFC Midwest podcast on Friday nights. I do a show with Gunny Gumby on Thursday nights and with Jude Jets on Thursday nights as well. The Jet Show, I do a show with him on Saturday nights, and then I have an Italy post game show on Sundays with Harrison Glazer. And the Judge Show. Follow me on all social media platforms and everything MYJ. Appreciate it, guys. This was fun. It was fun. No, we appreciate you. And Manny, thank you as always for joining me on uh, another victory episode. Hopefully, I'm talking shit next week also because it's always fun when I get to talk shit. Yep. Amen. All right. Well, yes. we will catch you guys last uh, next week. And thank you for listening. Go Deuces. Jets.